should ex we should expect daily that God will heal people, Amen. And uh, and that's that's a special moment where uh, we need to take the time, right? Church isn't all about you know a robot like oh we've got to do this and then this and this. We should we should hear His voice. We should listen to His voice and follow His voice, Amen. Lord, thank you so much for Tim and Susie. Lord, we thank you that uh, we heard from you, Lord, and we paused and we prayed for them. And Lord, I just pray that you would touch each of them, touch their heart today, Lord. As Susie goes to the doctor, Lord, we pray for a full healing touch in her. Lord, we pray for Timothy. Lord, we pray that you would heal and touch his heart, touch his body. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Well, aren't you glad you came to church today? Amen. We got, <clears throat> we're so glad that you're here, and uh, other than the jersey, you know. <clears throat> But we're going to open up our Bibles to John 14 today, and this is, we have two more Sundays where we are going through the book of John together, so after today. So uh, this is part 24. This is the longest series we've ever done, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to today. Amen? Amen? It's called The Spirit of Truth. The Spirit of Truth. Have you ever been on a list before? Like, hey, you're on the list. When you show up, you just tell them your name, and they let you in. You're on the list. Well, about a month and a half ago, Emma's been watching a little bit more hockey. I wonder why, right? And she's like, oh. so there is a hockey player from my hometown in Canada. He plays for the Montreal Canadiens. He's a goalie. And I messaged his dad, and I said, hey, you guys play, your son plays in, against the Tampa Bay Lightning on March 18th. Is there any way, you know, Emma, kid, you know, meet your son and just, you know, whatever. So he sends a message back. She's like, yeah, I can get you into the morning skate, which is hockey terms for the practice before the game, day of, okay? And typically, um, these morning skates... Uh, they let the media in and some family and possibly some friends. But guess what? You have to be on the list. And guess what? He sent me a text the other day. He said, you're on the list. So I told Emma, I said, listen, let's go early because the home team, their morning skate is first. Since we're on the list, we might as well show up. So we went. We got to hang out during the Tampa Bay Lightning practice. And we got to, it was their alumni weekend, so we got to meet some of the players from before. And then there was the Montreal Canadiens practice. We, waited, we, walked, we went through that. And at the end, Emma got her, her uh, Jake Allen's hockey stick. And he signed it. He's like, oh. <clears throat> because what? She was on the list. Do you know, church, that you're on the list? That you're on God's heart every moment? That he knows the very hairs on your head? 
And he has you on the list. But you know what? Since Emma and I were on the list, guess what we had to do? We had to drive all the way to Tampa early. Early, early. And we had to walk up. We had to go through security and say, my name is Landon. My name is Emma. And they let us in. Have you noticed that with the kingdom of God is God is wanting you to do a little bit of action steps? He's like, hey, you're on the list, but you might want to move this way before you get to see this, before you can experience this. I don't mean you have works, right? We know that the Bible says not by works so that no man can boast. But since we're on the list, we need to start moving in that direction. Look what it says here in John 14, 16 to 17. It says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you an, another advocate, a helper, to help you and be with you, what? Forever. And then he lists his name, the Spirit of Truth. Can we pray together today? Lord, we pray that today that you would, you would speak to us. Lord, we would hear what you're saying, what you said to the disciples then is relevant for us today. In Jesus' name, and everybody said. So imagine, Jesus is still at the table talking, speaking to the disciples. This is a long last supper, right? Like, this is taking forever, but you know what, I would, I would guess that maybe this supper was three hours, four hours. You just never know. Jesus is like, oh yeah, by the way. Oh, and guess what? Because next week you're going to hear a little bit more about what's going on here. So imagine you're still at the table, and Jesus washes the disciples' feet. Jesus predicted Judas's betrayal. Jesus predicts Peter's denial. All right, so we're catching up here. And then Jesus then comfort, comforts the disciples. John 14, 1 to 3, this is what we were talking about last week. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. <clears throat> if that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. Amen? He has a plan. He has a promise. There's a map. There's a mandate. You remember that from last week. If you weren't here last week, go and watch that one. Go and listen to that one. Spotify, podcast app, YouTube, all those places, okay? But wait, there's more. Don't you like it when there's more? Like on Christmas morning, right? You're like, oh, that was, that was awesome. And then someone pulls something out. They're like, oh, wait, there's more. You're like, what is it? Or when you're at someone's house and you ate the, this beautiful meal, and then, oh, wait a second, there's dessert. This is Jesus like, hey, hold on a second. There is more. I don't know about you, but I like more. 
I don't know about you, but if, if Jesus has a menu of all the things, I just say, I'd like everything on that menu. I want all of it. Please and thank you. Oh, by the way, I'm leaving you, but I'm not leaving you alone. I'm going to prepare a place for you, and I'm giving you the spirit of truth to live in you forever. So, as you know, I always have points. You guys want to know the points today? Write them down. Number one, help is on the way. Help is on the way. Have you ever been broken down on the side of the highway? And someone texts you, like, help's on the way, we're coming. We're coming to get your junker off the side of the road for you. We're coming to jump that battery again. Help is on the way. So we're going to we're going to step back two verses. And here's how Jesus starts this part of what he's talking about at the meal. And I use the New King James version because I like I like this word helper. Don't you? Look at what it says in the New King James here, starting in verse 15 of chapter 14. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray that the Father, what does it say? I will pray, that, help me out here, that the Father, he will give you another, what? That he may abide with you forever. He may be with you forever. If you love me, if you keep my commandments. What are his commandments? You're like, I, there's so many commandments, Pastor Landon. I remember in the Old Testament, there was like the Ten Commandments. And then in the New Testament, he rolled them all into two. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Is that what he's talking about? Well, I'm sure that he is. However, he had just given them some instructions, didn't he? So the first one, he says, I commanded them to wash one another's feet after the example that he displayed, right? So he's saying, serve each other. Be humble. Follow my example. Wash each other's feet. He commands them to love one another after the pattern of his love for them. That's in chapter 13, just before this. Same conversation. In, in the first part, what we just read earlier, he commands them to put their faith in God the Father and in Jesus himself. Put faith in, love your neighbor, serve people, be humble. If you love me and you follow those things, I will pray to the Father and he will give you a helper. So there's a little bit of work on our side, isn't there? If you love me, if you follow these commands, if you are obedient... Here's what you will receive. Have you ever done that with your kids? Hey, listen, guys. If you clean your room, I see some parents looking at some teenagers over here. <clears throat> Keeping the commandments of Jesus does not speak to our personal morality, yet his emphasis was on love for others and faith in him as it will demonstrate our obedience to the commandments. 
he will send you another. Everybody say another. Now, we, a lot of us, sometimes we'll get confused, right? We got, okay, we got God the Father, the Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. It's like, aren't those three separate? Like, we don't, how do we? And then we try to come up with these ideas of how that might work, right? Well, they got the egg, they got the yolk, and you've got... I can't explain it. They're three in one. We've got the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. In the spirit of truth, Jesus is the truth. So it's Jesus' spirit in us that he calls the spirit of truth, or the. I like how there's, there's this the, right? Some people, and that's okay. Some people drop the the, that's okay. But in the Bible it says the Holy Spirit. The New Hope Church. The Tampa Bay Lightning. <clears throat> Don't you like it when it's like, that's, that's, that's it, the. Like, this is, this is it. This is the Holy Spirit. Not a Holy Spirit. Not an Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. This is the one, the only, the Holy Spirit. Amen? This is his spirit. This is the helper. And what I love about this uh, part of the book that we're learning is this is the second time in this series of three that Jesus is assuring people of things. Don't you love assurances? You're like, when you go buy a house, you're like, well... This is what it's going to cost, and we assure you that this that the air conditioner is going to work, and the water pump is going to be great, and everything is going to be the best. Well, when Jesus assures you of something, you can be assured that it's going to happen. I assure you, and it gives us peace. It gives us comfort. Jesus is not abandoned. The, the disciples were like, were, they were in fear that Jesus was abandoning them. Hey, I'm going to go away and prepare a place for you. Peace. Deuces. I don't think he's, did he speak that way? Maybe. He's not abandoning them. He's assuring them. He's not going to leave them alone. He's sending another helper. Jesus understood that his disciples, both those with him on that evening and us, are you his disciple, right? If you follow Jesus, you are a disciple, would need God's presence and power to keep his commandments. Amen? We need it. We need his power. We need his presence to to live our life and to follow his will for us. God the Son promised to pray to God, that the Father, and ask for the, him to give us his Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the only one. I hear people saying all the time, I wish Jesus would just like walk right here, like just show up and come in. And he is, he's with you. If you're a follower of Christ, he is with you every step of the way. Imagine if just physical Jesus was here. 
he could just hang out with Greg maybe for that day. And then he'd be like, okay, you can go hang out with Willie today, Jesus. Guess what, church? Everybody has the Holy Spirit, can have the Holy Spirit. Amen? Everybody can have Jesus with them every day. And as a church, we're like, well, I only have the Holy Spirit when Tara sings that song. I only have the Holy Spirit when Pastor Lindsay is playing the piano. No, that is not true. It's not about a location. You are the location. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen? See, I'm amening because no one's amening today. So you need to help me out. Amen. Yes. And you're not amening me. You're amening the word of God. So it should be bold. There we go. I thought we were in the south. Man. All right. Number one, help is on the way. Number two, everybody say two. To receive or not to receive, that is the question. To receive or not to receive, that is the question. Look what it says, verse 17. We're just walking, we're walking through this, these verses together, verse by verse. Verse 17, the spirit of truth, right? He just listed who he's talking about. Whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him but you know him he's saying to the disciples hey guys you know him hello right here for he dwells with you and will be in you right the verse before he said forever verse 18 i will not leave you as orphans Don't you love that assurance? I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you a little while longer, and the world will see me no more physically, but you will see me because I live. You will also, right? Live also. Verse 20, at that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Right? He wants to make sure that, that you're assured. He covers all of his bases. Look at this. I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. He didn't leave anything out. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me, and he who loves me. Like he's, all he's saying is what he said at the beginning. Will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest, manifest myself in him. In my Bible, this is in red letters. What's that mean? Jesus is speaking it. If Jesus is speaking it, is it my idea or Jesus' idea? It's his idea. It's the Father's idea. I assure you, when I leave, I'm going to pour out my spirit on you. Amen. From, that, from the start... There has been a divide between God and man, right? If you go all the way back to Genesis, Adam and Eve walked away. They sinned, right? They were separated from God. 
And God, throughout the Old Testament, was working out his master plan to send a Messiah. And the Messiah's name is Jesus. And Jesus was sent to a virgin. Whoa, you guys are helping me preach today. This is amazing. I need to bring you guys everywhere I go. This is it. This is where I go. (laughs) And then he lived a sinless life. He went to a cross. He died on the cross. He rose three days later. And now, guess what? The veil in the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. God is saying, all right, that void between me and people, there's now a bridge. And the bridge is named Jesus. And now Jesus is saying, hey, guys, you have this amazing relationship with me Let's continue it. I can be with you forever. I will manifest myself in you. But he's saying here, and some people might not like this because it's not inclusive, maybe. He's saying, but the world cannot receive. Why cannot they? Why can't they receive? Because they're not following God. But when you follow God, everybody has the chance to receive if they follow the Lord. Amen? But you, my disciples. Oh, man. Wait, you put the word disciple in there? What's a disciple? I'll pick up my cross daily and follow you. Right? I think a lot of times in our culture, it's like, oh, I'm a Christian now. Nothing is going to go wrong. My life is going to be perfect. I'm going I'm to have all my wants. It's going to be hard. Jesus said, pick up your cross and follow me. He said, there will be trouble, but take heart. I've taken over, right? All right, number three. Everybody say three. three. Number three. This one you'll, you will remember. You've heard it somewhere. Number three. Welcome home. Welcome home. Some of you that maybe are new are like, why do they say welcome home when we, like, this is not my house. Here's one of the scriptures that we got this from, okay? Let's look at this. Verse 23 and 24. Look, Jesus answered and said to them, so we have Judas, he's like asking questions, like, he's like, what, what's happening here? So Jesus is answering Judas. He's like, hey, Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, do you love that word, anyone? If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. So does that mean if we don't keep his word, we don't love him? And my father will love him. And he will come to him and make our home with him. Everybody say our home. It's plural, isn't it? We got the Father can be in us, Jesus in us. He'll make his home in us. This is different from the Old Testament then, isn't it? This is new. The disciples are like, wait a second. Before, just the priest could go in. But now God's going to make his home in us. Church, are we getting this? God will make his home in you. 
says, if anyone loves me, keeps my word. Verse 24, he who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. He's like, hey, don't, don't be mad at me. This is, the Father is saying this now. Help is on the way. To receive or not to receive, that's the question. Welcome home. God intended for our home to be with him. From the very beginning, why did God create you? So you could go off and do your thing? No, so you could have relationship with God. That's what you were created for in the context of this amazing, godly, mankind, humankind relationship. He created us to be in this relationship. I see, in, uh, I love it in Exodus. Moses is like, I will not go. We will not go unless you go with us. Church, shouldn't we have that attitude in anything that we do if we're maybe making a purchase? If maybe we're, we're moving or doing a, whatever job or whatever it is in our life, shouldn't we say, God, if, if you're not in this, I'm not in this. If, you're not, if your presence isn't going to, going to go with me, I don't want to go there. Because I need your presence. I need your spirit. Peter denied Christ three times after this. That very evening. He, he denied Christ three times before the rooster crowed. That just means he denied Christ three times before the sun came up. But guess what? On Pentecost, 50 days later, he received what Jesus had been talking about. His spirit. And he received God's power. And not everybody likes this part, but guess what? He spoke in tongues when he received and the people in the streets could hear in their own language the gospel. Then guess what happens? Peter, who just denied Christ three times, who had no courage, now goes and speaks to the onlookers. They're like, what? These people are drunk. They're like, oh, wait a second, it's nine in the morning. They're not drunk yet. And then look what Peter says to them, Acts 2, 38. Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Church 101, repent and be baptized, and what will happen? Why are we still arguing about this stuff? Like, well, I don't know about that Holy Spirit. Well, it's right here. It's right here, black and white, in the Bible. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You'll look like these crazy people. Verse 39. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off. Well, the uh, tongues has ceased, Pastor Landon.
are far off will receive the Holy Spirit. I'm not mad. I'm just a little annoyed. Why do we leave this part out? Because we don't, we, sometimes we're like, oh, I don't, what I don't know, I don't know, and I'm just going to kind of set this over here for now. Let's read that again, verse 39. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. Amen. Isn't that awesome? Praise God. With many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them, save yourself from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. We went from Peter who denied Christ three times to Peter who got filled with the Holy Spirit and who spoke to people and 3,000 became Christians that day. I don't know about you. I don't want to be three, deny Christ three times, Peter. I want to be Peter in Acts 2 after he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen? Wow. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Okay, then we're going to go to the last one because we want to give you time to receive the Holy Spirit today. Okay, number four. Everybody say four. four. Some of you are like, grew up Baptist. You're like, man, where are we today? You're at church that we read all of it. We read all of it. No, here we go. Number four. Everybody say four. four. You will receive supernaturally. I, f I feel like in our culture, we're trying to do everything in the natural. Isn't it true? Well, we need this, so we're going to work really hard for it. Those things are great. But do you know that God will give you things supernaturally? He adds the super to the natural, becomes supernatural, right? And God will give you, and you will receive supernaturally. Look, he says it here, the next couple of verses, I'm... Not skipping anything. Look at this. It says verse twenty five says, "These things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things." Everybody say all. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance. And you guys are good that I said to you, teach you all things, bring remembrance of all things. That's supernatural. Things that you forgot that God said in here, he will give it to you. Like, well, Pastor Landon, this is just for them, right? No, no, this was the starting of the church. We're still part of the same church. It just, we have like a name on the sign outside, but we're part of this fellowship of believers that is in Acts when they were filled with the Spirit. Teach you all things, remind you all things. The Holy Spirit will teach the disciples. So I think the disciples were sitting there like, 
Lord Jesus is going away. He's been teaching us all these things. Are we just going to stop learning? No, he said, I'm going to give you the spirit. He will teach you all things and remind you of all things. Church, the Holy Spirit will come into you and teach you all things and remind you all things. That's good news. Some of us need just regular reminders. Let alone the spiritual ones. So we're, when we're in a tight spot, we call on the Holy Spirit. He's there because he's our helper. He's there to remind us of all things. He's there to teach us of all things. Are you on the list? Yes. Will you receive? Will you show up to the security gate and be like, okay, I'm on the list. My name's Landon. I want in. I want this Holy Spirit you're talking about. Can we stand before we go today? If you want to receive the Holy Spirit, will you come forward and say, that's me. I want to be on, I'm on the list. I'm going to, I'm going to take that, just that step out of my seat and say, that's me. I want to receive the Holy Spirit. Come, come right now. You're like, Pastor Landon, this is like pressure. Come on, come forward. This God's like, t t today is the day. Amen? Amen. Can you, if you're out there, could you just pray for those who come up with, that I get to pray for today? And you just spend a moment say listen I'm going to spend a, a few more moments in God's presence I'm going to I don't know if I'm going to go up front but I'm going to receive from my seat you know what was interesting what I noticed in Acts when I was reading Acts 2 yesterday it said they were all seated I'm like that's pretty good so you can sit down it's okay but say God I want to receive your Holy Spirit I want everything on the menu I'm on the list I'm walking up to the gate would you let me in?
Can we sing that together today? and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal himself to you. Would you do that today? Say, Holy Spirit, I, I don't know about this. Can you reveal it to me? Because I think too long we've, we've just listened to people preaching. Sometimes, more often than not, their idea. And we forget to open up this and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal it to us. There is, there is nothing special. Well, let me take that back. We can open up the word of God here together, which is, is special. That's great. However, you can do it at home. And God can reveal it to you. And I love that we're part of a church that says yes to God and says, God, I'll, I'll open up my Bible too. And I'll look at that too. And we'll be in unity together in these things. Amen. Can I pray for you before you go today? Put your hand on the person you came with. Lord, I just thank you for this fellowship of believers. Lord, thank you for each and every one, each and every background. And Lord, I pray that, just like the song said, we would forget maybe those things, that religious stuff that we may have learned in the past. And Lord, that we would open up your word and you would reveal yourself to us. That we would put down the phone, we'd put down Netflix, and we would open up the word and you would reveal yourself to us. We thank you for it today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, hey, listen, come out this week. We have midweek meetups and start inviting people to Easter. It's going to be amazing. We love y'all.